Well, thank you so much, Howie, for joining me today. My former ESPN colleague, we've known each other for 10 years. You've been a great friend and mentor, and I'm so blessed and thankful for you be joining me today. How, how are things? Great. Good to be with you uh, here in Florida, though it's about to rain down here. So it's good to be inside. Hey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Howie, tell me how you would define relationship building. What does relationship building mean to you? Well, I think it's very important to have built relationships over the years. I think that uh, a key thing is to be honest with people, to tell them what you're really thinking. Sometimes you get in trouble for that, but re realistically, the way to build trust in people is be honest. And in terms of building relationships, I think people will appreciate the relationship you have with them uh, if you treat them fairly, if you treat them with respect, if you treat them with honesty. And, and so I think those are very important traits in, in a relationship. I've been very lucky because I think I have pretty good relationships with, with a number of people from my work work-life balance, uh, from dealing with people in charities, dealing with a lot of different people. And uh, I think it's also important to gauge what they need at times and be respectful of their needs uh, as well. So uh, building relationships, I think is very important in the workplace and in life, because you wanna have friends, you wanna have people you can trust, one of people you can run ideas off of. So I, I think that's all very important. Well, that's wonderful. And you, you mentioned and you touch upon, you know, charities and you've touched upon, you know, your work-life balance that you've experienced for many, many years. You know, talk to me about the leadership qualities and attributes in more detail that what you look for within relationship building, whether it's your family, a team, a business, and some of the charity work that you do? Well, I think it's important. Uh, let me go with charity work, for example, because I was involved with the Make-A-Wish uh, of Connecticut for six years. I was on, on the board of directors. Uh, we had some very challenging times uh, with some decisions that we had to make, but we made them. Uh, and always the, the policy and the belief and the thing I always said was, this is all about the kids. It's not about us. It's not about the board. It's not about the leadership. It's about the kids. And so we got to make sure we are doing what is in the best interest of the kids. And, and so that was very crucial. Uh, I think that within the uh, work we did, there were a lot of relationships built and that still exist to this day, even though I moved from Connecticut to Florida, even though uh, I don't see a lot of those people, but I still communicate with them. Uh, and I think that's important that the team building worked that I still have very good relationships with a number of people. And I just celebrated a birthday and I can't believe how many people Happy birthday. responded. Thank you. Yes. And uh, 
so I was very happy with that and that uh, uh, from different walks of life, whether it was the charity work I did or ESPN or, or Fox or Sports Jeopardy or, or different things I've done in my life, uh, I heard from a lot of people and that was really tough. And what makes a winning culture? You know, when you think about, and again, you've, you've touched upon all walks of life who you've come across. And, you know, so many people have looked at, looked at you as a mentor, as a friend, mm -hmm. you know, a devoted family member. What makes any organization be a winning team? Well, I think that's, the important word is team, that you, you work together, that you respect each other, that you understand it's reaching goals as a team uh, that's so crucial compared to individuals who want to succeed on their own and then don't think about the team. Uh, that's a problem. Uh, you have some people these days, and I've seen it, unfortunately, where egos get in the way or the belief that some younger people feel that they know everything or their way or, or the highway uh, without communicating. I know when I was a manager at ESPN of the research department, I appreciated when members of my team had ideas and we discussed them. Uh, sometimes they worked, sometimes they didn't but at least show respect that, uh, that uh, people have the right to express their ideas. Uh, I think that uh, unfortunately in, in the culture we have now here in America, uh, first of all, there's a lot of, a lot of stress due to politics. I don't wanna get into politics, but I wanna get into the fact that we need to do better. We need to be a better team, uh, whether it's Democrat, Republican, whether it's just American in general. There are too many negative things going on that we, we need to improve on. And I think that comes with teamwork. I think that comes when you appreciate other people and respect other people. And I think that's very important. Uh, you grew up in Long Island. Yes. And you went to St. John's University, which happens to be uh, the same alma mater as my uh, in-laws, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my wife's parents. And you, you, you've had, you've seen, you know, great players and, and coaches, uh, Lou Carnesaca, uh, you've seen Chris Mullen, uh, Malik Seely, Bill Wennington, uh, a lot of, a lot of players, Mark Jackson. You know, talk to me about your childhood, you know, growing up and being a part of a team, your family, and even your times at St. John's University and the culture there, you know, whether it was academics or, you know, sports. I think I learned a lot at St. John's about two things, teamwork and time management. And I think I'll get to time management in a minute, but teamwork, yes, you mentioned several great players I saw and great teams that succeeded. Uh, the St. John's team that got to the final four and made the semifinals and lost to Georgetown uh, was a great team with Chris Mullen, with Walter Berry, 
etc. Uh, and it was so much fun to see a team succeed because they played as a team. While Mullen was the star, he was able to pass the ball to his teammates. He was able to uh, assist on defense. He was able to lead. And you saw that team, and Louis Karnasek did a great job with that team. Uh, unfortunately, they have not reached that height since, but uh, hopefully one year they will. Uh, bottom line is the teamwork paid off, and you, you learn that. Now, as far as time management, I think time management is something crucial in life uh, because if you have a, a goal and you set goals, and I think that's important, uh, you want to be able to use your time properly to reach those goals so that you can go and, and basically say, okay, I have a to-do list today. Here's what I want to get done. Here's how much time I need to do A, B, and C. Now, sometimes you can't finish everything. That's the way it goes. But you try to. And, and I tell my wife every day, hey, we got a lot done today. And I think that's really important that you try to reach your goals and, and set limits and, and set a timetable to accomplish those feats. And I think time management is something I really learned at St. John's because I was involved in the school newspaper. And we had great deadlines to finish articles, to put the paper to bed. And you learned a lot. I mean, I remember one time I went and covered a St. John's Providence game up in Providence. We got back from the trip at four in the morning. I wrote the article by six, slept for two hours and went right to class. And I thought that was a valuable lesson of time management. And then there are other things you learn to prioritize things. I remember one time at St. John's, I had a choice. Do I wanna to go to class or do I wanna go on a trip to Louisville where St. John's played Louisville? And I thought it was a good learning experience to travel with the team and go to Louisville. And I missed a couple of classes. And I explained to the teachers I thought this was important to learn, and they understood. So they did. They understood. Yes, they did. Oh, very well. They're very good. <laughs> well, I think that you know when you when you talk about an anecdote like this, you know it brings you back to a you know a previous time when you know you talk about learning all these experiences and how you know just one of many that has shaped you into the person you are today. And when you think about, you know, giving advice to a corporate CEO or an entrepreneur um, or whomever is leading his or her uh, team, let's say, in any capacity, uh, time management you mentioned, is that the one um, area that you would focus on the most as a priority um, to express to uh, leaders that that should be their sole focus because if they focus on time management, everything else gets taken care of or beyond time management, what other attributes, uh, qualities, characteristics that corporate CEOs or other leaders in government too should really focus on to get the most out of their day and maximize uh, their day. 
two important things. Number one, be true to yourself. Uh, I think people will read you and appreciate your honesty if you're true to yourself, if you have the goals, if you have the mission statement, if you have everything in place, and people will respect you if you're honest. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for a number of the leaders at ESPN, George Bodenheimer, Steve Bornstein. As leaders, they were very honest. Uh, sometimes they had hard messages to give, but they were great. Um, there were some other people who were not as good leaders at ESPN. I'll leave it at that. Um, I think it's important to be true to yourself. I think it's important to be honest with people. I think it's important to communicate with people. I think, unfortunately, we live in a time now where some people think communication is sit at a computer, send an email, and that's that. Instead of picking up a phone and saying, hey, this is why we're doing this. Or, hey, do you have any questions? Or let's, let's talk about this. I think talk has been lost in a lot of places now because, and part of it is also COVID, to be honest. I mean, COVID now, uh, you don't have the meetings in person. You, a lot of times are doing Zoom meetings and there are 20 people or how many, and it makes it more challenging. And I think we need to communicate better uh, as in groups to get the job done. I think sometimes we, we lose out on that. Yeah, I, I can totally, you know, relate to, you know, what it's been like to do Zoom meetings and, you know, you're talking to people at a remote, you know, part of the country, you know, at, at great distances. And I think we've adapted to this phenomenon, especially during COVID. And it's unbelievable how, you know, your way of life could be, um, you know, changed in an instant. And, you know, we've learned a lot going through this pandemic. And I think that we've learned a lot about the strength and the determination, the resolve, the perseverance. I know they're all synonyms pretty much, but, you know, we've seen the character of somebody when they have to deal with pressure and dealing with pressure builds character, as I've always said. Um, and I think that, you know, you're spot on that from a communication standpoint, you got to go above and beyond just communicating. I mean, it's, it's the integral uh, parts of, you know, what communication means. And, you know, everybody has a different style and everybody has a different way of getting his or her point across. So it's being able to uh, know who you're talking to, know who your audience is and knowing what or how they understand and learn best to be able to help you or you to help them to achieve a common goal. Let me stop you there a second. Sure, sure. There was one thing you said that I really want to touch on. Sure. Pressure, okay? Sure. I think a lot of times pressure is self-inflicted, to be honest. I think that because you have a deadline or you have a, a goal that you have to reach and you have to do it in a certain time frame, uh, that puts pressure on you to get it done. However, I, I think it's important to not let pressure dominate 
and not let pressure overcome everything and and, and damage you in a way because right. some people are just so stressed out by the pressure of I got to get this done I got to do this I got to to the point where you got to realize hey we'll get it done we'll get get it worked out and let's not let the pressure dominate this situation and I think that's important as well because if you let pressure dominate the situation uh, the stress it could could ruin you so you gotta make pressure less of a factor I agree and even going back to my days you know working at ESPN or NBC Universal or even my job at Wave Capital you know, dealing with the pressure, it is a personal way of knowing how to deal with it. You know, it, pressure comes in all different types. And I think that whether it's external or internal, how you respond to it and how you can overcome it uh, is a great teaching moment and a great experience personally. And also how to manage, you know, team members and helping others go through their respective pressures uh, because you can give them advice and give them interesting insights or perspectives on how to handle their own challenges. I think the best leaders I dealt with over the years gave me the room to operate, gave me the tools to work with to get the job done. I think that's very important. Because if you have the confidence in a person and, and you give them the, the tools to get the work done or get the goal reached, uh, that's so important. I mean, if you're working on something and you don't have the tools in place to get the job done, then the job becomes so much harder and so much more challenging and the time frame becomes more difficult. So uh, I think it's important that you Again, through communication, uh, okay, this is what I need to get the job done. And hopefully the boss or the person in charge or the leader can provide that. And through communication, they understand what really is needed and how you get the job done. And on the other hand, if they don't provide that, then it becomes so much more difficult and then the leader has to understand that they've failed the people involved in this process. So uh, it's a two-way street, but it's important that you communicate. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think back to, just to switch gears, I, I think back to your Stump the Schwab show, you know, and the synergies. And I think the balance, you know, working with, you know, the late, great Stuart Scott, you know, how you worked so well with him on that show and how it was a successful show. Talk to me about that experience working with Stuart Scott and your experiences on the Stump to Schwab program and some of the, the relationship building you and Stu had. Well, I, I want to say it was a lot more than just Stu and I. It was a great team involved in this. Uh, Tiffany Trigg was the executive producer. Jill Katz was the senior producer. Uh, Ari Yokolt was one of the 
good writers, Jamie Kaplan. Uh, there was just so many people and I still communicate with a lot of them. So, uh, and that's over a decade ago, the show ran. So uh, I think it's important that again, relationships have been built. And during the show, there was great communication. Uh, we knew what time we were starting. So we were always on time. Stuart and I always made sure we were in the studio. Uh, they did rehearsals that were basically for lighting and, and audio. And so, I mean, that was very important too. And that's part of teamwork and getting the job done and making sure everything works out. And we had a very successful run. I mean, we did 80 shows and we had a lot of fun doing it. And it was a very positive experience. So. I would say teamwork was very important then, all the way from the top down. And I think people appreciate each other and people understood what they had to do to get the job done. Yes. And, you know, do you ever think about that show often or is it where it has to be brought to your attention for you to think back? I mean, are there any oh, every specific once, moments? That every once in a while I think about it, sure. Uh, it was a very positive time in my life. So of course I think about it. Uh, when people re from the show reach out, uh, I have great thoughts. And once in a while they send clips. And uh, the other day for my birthday, someone who played against me sent a clip of him against me. And I, I laughed, I said, oh yeah, I, I do remember that. Or another person who played on the show, his name is Nabate Isles. He's a musician who's won a Grammy, who's a great guy. We've been friends ever since we played. Uh, I talked to him the other day. And, it's wonderful. And yeah, of course I can think back to the time we played and I made the mistake of not knowing he was a boxing fan and gave him three, uh, pushed him to three boxing questions that he nailed all three and beat me. So yes, I remember that. Uh, I remember a lot of things from the show. Stuart was great. Um, one of my best memories is Stuart. One day we were joking about uh, a scene they were gonna do a gymnastic thing where they had a stunt double for me, obviously, because I'm not much of a gymnast, but, um, and Stuart says, oh really? And then he starts doing somersaults. I'm like, holy cow, that's unbelievable. But, and he was great. He was a great athlete too. So right, I've had the pleasure. It's so much fun seeing him do that. And sure, Stuart, Stuart and I really communicated well. Uh, we respected each other. We had a great time. I loved seeing his family. His two daughters grew up in front of us, basically, in the time we worked on the show and uh, built relationships there as well. So a very positive thing. That's wonderful. I was um, going to say that I had the pleasure of meeting him twice. Once when I was at a Carolina basketball game and, and then I met him once again at, at ESPN and, you know, having just that quick conversation with him about us being Carolina alumni and, you know, it, it's a special bond when you share an alma mater with somebody and all that history. And I, I'm sure you think fondly of your fellow alumni at 
St. John's University, when you go to a, a great school and has great tradition, uh, sports-wise and academics too, I think it's, it, it's definitely a beacon of anybody's life when they can look back on their formative years and know how those college years shaped them and um, everything since. Well, I, th I think that's about building relationships. Right. You still have people you were friends with during your St. John's days, which is 40 years ago. One of my best friends, Bob Policino, I went to school with. Uh, he's one of my closest friends because we've built a relationship over, four, over 40 plus years. Uh, Jimmy Reardon, who works down here now at Florida Atlantic University, and has had me come in and speak to his, uh, his sports management classes. Uh, he and I were in the first five classes together at St. John's. It was pretty funny. Uh, by the fifth class, you're like, hey, I recognize you. But uh, we built a relationship like that as well. Uh, so, yes, there are a lot of positive things back to the St. John's days. I think every step you take in life, uh, every job or every charity or every everything you do, uh, there's usually some relationship built that continues on and you appreciate. Absolutely. And I, you know, you mentioned again, the charity work that you've done in your life. And, you know, I remember back in 2013, it was the NCAA final four in Atlanta. And I remember you introduced me to Dick Vitale and that was a, a great moment. And I, Think about how you and him, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit more, give our audience some insight on the Jimmy V Foundation that you're involved with, with, um, you know, Dick Vitale. Well, the Jimmy V Foundation is very important because uh, I knew Jimmy very well, worked with him, and uh, it's very sad how he passed so early, but... Uh, don't give up, don't ever give up was so important, uh, what he said. He did one of the great speeches of all time at the first ESPYs. And um, I think you learn from that. Uh, and I've seen a number of kids battling cancer and I've seen how it has affected families. Uh, I lost my, my father-in-law uh, from my first wife um due to cancer and so it affects everybody uh dickie v has been incredible tireless worker uh cares so much about the charity especially pediatric cancer where not enough money is going forward for the research and so he's tried to raise millions and millions of dollars through his gala and people could go to dick vital com and find out more info also he's doing a new book where the proceeds will go to the v foundation uh, we're working on that now it should be out uh, probably in about a month or two and so people should look for that that is uh v on how basketball has changed in the last 40 years very interesting book uh myself hoops weiss and Dickie V have worked on that. Um, I think the work for the, for the V Foundation is so important. 
And it's actually consumed him in a way. He's so, so into this and so driven by this. And it's great because he's helping kids in need. There have been a number of kids who battled cancer and have gotten through it, gotten to the other side and are living productive lives now and, and doing very well despite having battled cancer earlier. Uh, it's an amazing thing. And the technology has improved. Uh, the medicine has improved. And we're getting closer to beating this thing. We're not there yet, obviously. But uh, what Dick Vitale has done, uh, I think people should appreciate the incredible, incredible efforts, both Dick and his wife, Lorraine. They have been amazing. And go to the uh, dickvital.com and you can get more info how you can donate if you can. And I know these days it's tough. Some people can donate, some people can't. Uh, you do the best you can and you try your best and you root for things like this to be positive. We want positive steps taking forward in, in everything, so. I think, you know, if I ever had the chance to, you know, interview, you know, Coach Vitel, Dick Vitel, you know, in the speaker series, I'd be really interested to know, you know, because you talk about that work ethic that he has, it's probably a Herculean work ethic, you know, the experiences that he's, you know, gone through with all of this, you know, you having a mutual friend with Jimmy V, the great Jim Valvano, who, like, like you had mentioned, had sadly and tragically passed away from cancer. And, you know, it's relationships like those that, although they're just memories, you can't get these individuals back and they've gone on and they've passed on to a better place. Well, Jimmy V and I had a very interesting relationship because we had a very similar background. He was from, he was uh, at Seaford, Long Island. I was from Baldwin, Long Island. He right. got married at a place called Carl Hopples. I thought it was wonderful how much you learned from Jimmy's attitude, his work ethic, his, his approach to life. And while it was said he, he went way too early, uh, I still appreciate a lot of things. Uh, I've seen his, his former wife several times over the years and she's a wonderful woman and uh, Jimmy's daughters and, uh, family I've seen at times and uh, you appreciate the times you had I mean Stuart Scott passed away too early uh, but you appreciate the times you had John Saunders was a great guy and a very Who I worked with guy. yep John, I was very close with John and his wife, Wanda, and the kids. And uh, it's sad when the people leave early, but you appreciate what you had. And I think one thing we have to learn is appreciate everything you have every day. Because if you express the negative and you stay on the stress of that, it's a shame because the positives are so good. And the positives are the things you need to appreciate. You know, when we talk about 
relationship building and you mentioned about Jimmy V and, you know, great coach, you know, you think about any professional sport, NBA, major league baseball, NHL, NFL, the PGA, if you could pick a coach and a player from each sport to build a team around. And I know that, you know, I, I just mentioned, you know, five you know major sports here in America. Uh, but if you can, um, think about one player, one coach that stands out with each professional sport, who would be people you'd want to build a team around? Wow. That's well, some of them are individuals, more individual sports than team sports like golf. Right. Uh, but team sports, for example, uh, a Mike Krzyzewski in college basketball, a Nick Saban in college football, obviously, because of their success. Uh, but the way they communicate, their, their knowledge of the sport, uh, the knowledge of importance of team, I think those two right off the bat would be right up there. Hockey, John Cooper of Tampa Bay has won back-to-back -back Stanley Cups. It's my favorite hockey him. team. Yeah. I've gotten to meet him and I, I know how good he is as a communicator, a leader a charity man. So John Cooper would be up there. Uh, baseball, that's tough. Baseball, maybe Dave Roberts of the Dodgers because they've had some success and he seems to be a pretty good leader. Um, though I don't know him, so I, I, I'm just throwing him out there. Uh, tennis, I mean, you, you could name a number of people who are good coaches. Uh, maybe Serena's coach, Maragalu, uh, would be up there. But, uh, I mean, it was just, again, with leadership in sports, uh, the goal is to win, but also to communicate how to win or how to play better or how to perform your best. And I think that's really important. You know, you're, you're, those are all great. Those are all great picks. Uh, those are all, you know, successful leaders, you know, on or off the court or field. And everybody is always in the sports world, you know, looking to a John Wooden or Mike Krzyzewski. You mentioned Nick Saban. Um, when you meant, you know, I just interviewed Del Harris the other, the other week. And, you know, he's lived a great life of coaching so many players coaching alongside other coaches. And, you know, he, he's talked about the importance of teams and, you know, you just learn a lot from, from so many people. And that's what I love about the speaker series. And I really appreciate all of your time talking about relationship building and team building and really providing insight on all your relationships and all the charities you're involved with and your time at ESPN and the time that we shared together, you being a mentor of mine and, you know, a decade has gone by and we've stayed in touch and that really speaks to the strength of our friendship. And I really want to thank you again for all your time today.